welcome in Soren Petro from the program, 810 WHB in Kansas City. Good morning, Petro. Welcome to Sports 1440. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm trying to figure out, is the song, is there, is there a meaning there? Am I the friend in the low place? Is that where, uh, you know, it fits there? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you do a lot of radio shows across the country and stuff, and maybe you have a certain um, intro song or whatever, but uh, are you happy with that? We were we were actually talking about Garth Brooks, how he uh, sold out nine shows in a row here in Edmonton yeah. several years ago. So, Well, you know, that's funny you mentioned that because uh, when they opened, it used to call the Sprint Center, now it's T-Mobile, the, which was new in 2006. He was the first guy, and he mm. sold out like eight or nine shows wow. uh, there. So that's how they opened that, uh, the, you know, our, our current arena as well. So we got a little kinship between the two towns. Uh, have you ever seen Garth Brooks live? I have not. I have not. I was not uh, one of the ones in attendance for that show. Oh, too bad. Uh, our producer, the Duke, has seen him. Talked about it a little earlier in the show, so uh, pretty neat. But I'm sure you're uh, just up uh, to your uh, armpits uh, with the stuff going on with the Super Bowl, getting things ready with the week uh, that was off, and now getting ready with Super Bowl week upon us. Just your overall thoughts and on what we uh, are going to be expecting this week heading into the big game on Sunday. Yeah, I was actually uh, packing my suitcase to uh, head out tomorrow to uh, Las Vegas. So it's, you know, I guess fortunately, my family might say unfortunately, but fortunately it's becoming a regularity here. And I think that's one of the things we've been talking about. This one uh, was one that, that, frankly, the reason I'm going on Tuesday is because when we booked before, we really didn't think this team was going to be there. We thought it would just be instead of going with the the whole big crew, like when our team makes it, it was just going to be me and one other guy because we thought this would be just covering the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was somebody else. So. You know, the way they played on Christmas Day against the Raiders, uh, just a, a horrible game, and we joked around about how the Chiefs ruined Christmas uh, for everybody. This team looked like it had, you know, too many problems. I said they're good enough to beat any team playing in the NFL in one game, but they're definitely not good enough to win four in a row uh, against playoff-caliber opponents. Now they've won three in a row. Maybe I'll end up being right about that. I hope not. But uh, they really got their act together after that game, and I think that was the real wake-up call. So, you know, the biggest thing that's kind of different about this year is, one, there's a real sense of accomplishment. It, there, there was no sense of entitlement uh, with this team because of the way they played this year. Uh, but it also makes it somewhat more exciting because uh, people weren't necessarily expecting to be back in the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Soren Petro from the program, our guest on Sports 1440. So did this one, covering this one going into it, does it feel a lot different for you than years past then? Uh, you know, now that we're here, no. Uh, you know, I, I would say, it. you know, we, we're pretty familiar with the timeline, the plane lands, and, you know, tonight's the big uh, circus media session, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning they're available, 8 a.m., um, you know, clear across town, of course, from where we're staying. But uh, So we, we're, we're ready to go into that mode. I mean, it's the fourth time in five years. So we, we've got it down pretty good, uh, except for the pandemic Super Bowl in 20, which was, which was different. We only had a couple of people at, the, at that one. But, you know, it, it, it now starts to feel, you know, like a regular occurrence. And, yeah, I think that's the question for the team. Is, is that where they are? Are they a team that, you know, now knows what they're doing and has been through it? Just everybody, almost everybody on this team was in this position last year. Does that experience help? Now the 49ers have a number of guys that were part of that team in 2019 that the Chiefs beat. And so they've got some experience and certainly uh, playoff experience. But uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, I mean, they, they know exactly how this works. And, and hopefully that's going to give them an advantage on Sunday. So, Soren, do you think that the Chiefs are kind of peaking at the perfect time here going into this one? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they really – I think the way this season – I've described it this way, that Andy Reid and Matt Nagy uh, on the offensive side, the defense has really clicked from the get-go. That's a testament to Steve Spagnuolo, who somehow, you know, playing for his fifth uh, or I guess maybe fourth championship as a uh, coordinator. He was the defensive coordinator for the 2007 Giants that knocked off the undefeated Patriots. Somehow he remains underrated as a defensive coordinator. He has been nails all year long, and they hit the ground running. Brett Veach did a fantastic job with three free agents and some more good uh, defensive draft picks, but Mike Edwards, Charles Amena, who, who unfortunately will be out for the Super Bowl, uh, getting those two guys uh, added to the mix, and Drew Tranquil as free agents really finished off this defense and gave them great depth. They've been very good all along, but Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, and the offense, it's like for three quarters of the year, going all the way up to that Raiders game, they were coaching to be the team they wanted to be and not the team that they were. And after the debacle against the Raiders, they came out the next week against the Bengals. They simplified things. They made the verbiage shorter. They got in and out of the huddle quicker, got to the line of scrimmage faster, let their young receivers get a look at the defense and, and you know everybody to get on the same page. And they started calling quicker hitting plays that didn't require their tackles, who had uh, piled up a ton of penalties uh, throughout the course of the season, not make them uh, have to protect as and they started coaching to the team that they are. And I think that was really the turnaround. Defensively, they've been great. Uh, offensively, once they could start staying on the field longer, they gave the defense a little rest. They weren't worn out. They weren't on the field all day. And the defense got even better. I don't think anything they were doing was better. Just the offense started playing its role. And they played a complementary style of football. And that benefited not just the offense, but, but also the defense. They, they accept that, hey, Harrison Buckner's automatic as a field goal kicker. And when we got three in our pocket, we get inside really 60 yards, and he's almost automatic. Uh, let's take those three, make sure we've got him. If we can get more, great. If not, it's okay to just score three points because our defense isn't giving up much. And since they changed that mindset, they quit turning the football over, they quit piling up penalties, and they've been a much better team. Yeah, absolutely, they're peaking right now. Soren Petro from the program, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Would you say that there's, you know, when, when you're looking at Patrick Mahomes and uh, what he's accomplished so far in just a you know a short time in a young career, he's it almost seemed to me like he's even maturing a little bit more as a quarterback and as a leader. Uh, do you see that as well? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, and I think you know he is a guy that has a voracious appetite to learn, and so I think the maturation process will continue for as long as he plays this game, and frankly, will probably continue into his life. You know, he's already you know an owner, you know, a, a small owner in the Kansas City Royals, uh, sporting Kansas City and the Kansas City Current. Uh, you know, the two soccer teams, the men's and women's soccer team, and the, and the baseball team, and you know, is now uh, an owner in uh, um, it, was, it was formerly called Alpine. I'm not sure what they're changing the name to this year, but he's a minority owner in an F1 team as well, so he's a guy that has an appetite and is always looking to get better, and that certainly starts with his main job of being a quarterback, and I think the thing that he's done different this year, in years past, you know, the defense wasn't as good. It's been getting better uh, over, over the last few years. But, you know, when he first got control of the team in 2018, they had no defense. And he had to try to score a touchdown every single time he had the football. And that was fine because that fit with his mindset. It's something he tries to do on almost every snap of the uh, of the game is, is to try to stretch the field, go long, get as big a play as he can get. So that worked well. Defenses have evolved. They've caught up to the offensive, uh, you know, teams in, in, the, in the league. And the Chiefs are no different defense 
defenses have made great strides to catch up to him. And now, especially with this team, he's had to be a game manager. And I use that term, and most people, certainly most quarterbacks, take it as a negative, but I, I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. You To be a great quarterback, you have to be a game manager. You then have to be a playmaker to be a great quarterback. But you have to be a game manager. Nobody can go out and not manage the game and be successful as a quarterback. So he's always done that to a degree. But I think you really saw it in the game against the Ravens. You know, early in the game, he knew he couldn't give up negative plays. And so instead of taking a sack, he'd throw the football away all the time and come back and live to fight on another down. Late in the game, they needed the clock to tick. So not just was he throwing the ball away, he was holding the football and taking sacks. He hadn't taken a sack in like two years, and he did it because in the postseason, and he did it because he needed the clock to run. He could have thrown the football away. He didn't. He held the ball, took the sack, and kept the clock running. It was the ultimate show of game management. He knew in the second half they didn't need points. They just needed to get out of the game. And even though they didn't score in the second half, he did a brilliant job of managing the game and managing the offense. So, yeah, I think your point is right on. And he has really added that as not just a good game manager, but a great game manager. Uh, and and that uh, makes him very difficult to beat. Soren Petro, our guest on Sports 1440. For whatever reason, Travis Kelsey in like weeks 15, 16, 17 was maybe just off a bit. Uh, numbers were down, but since the playoffs have started, he's really picked up his game. Is there a reason uh, that you could uh, kind of point towards that? Yeah, I mean, I think one, you know, he did hyperextend his knee right before the year and missed the uh, Lions game in the opener, so who knows how much he was banged up throughout the course of the year. And I think he was really taking that Week 18 game, the, the 17th game, taking that off. You know, he was just 16 yards away from his eighth consecutive 1,000-yard season. By the way, no other tight end has had more than three. Only one tight end's had three consecutive 1,000-yard uh, seasons besides Travis Kelsey. He was only 16 yards away from his eighth, and he said, no, nope, I'm going to sit. I, I need the break. And I think getting that week off really allowed him to get healthy, allowed him to be energized. And I think that is a big part of it. He said the same thing, that that was big. And, and I bring that up because it was, a, it was a selfless thing to do. He thought of the team and the bigger picture of winning a championship over what was you know, a chance to extend a great statistical milestone that he was piling up. But I think the other thing that goes in concert with that is the emergence of Rashi Rice, the uh, rookie wide receiver. He had the third most receiving yards of any receiver in the last 20 years that was drafted in the second round this year. I mean, he really was a godsend and has been coming on in the second half. I think part of it was teams started saying, okay, you know what, Travis Kelsey's not the guy who's beating people. Rashi Rice is. And he's been taking up more attention. And his numbers have slowed because I think defenses are focusing in on him. But when you focus in on Rice, you give more gaps to Travis Kelsey to work in. And I think he's taking advantage of that. So I think it's it's been, one, a very selfless effort by Travis Kelsey, but also a team effort and the emergence of another weapon uh, for Patrick Mahomes to go to and for defenses to have to account for. Hey, Soren, uh, what's impressed you the most about Isaiah Pacheco in the backfield this year? You know, I, I think his you know willingness to carry the load. You know, last year he was a rookie and you know he got beat up and, and had a couple of different surgeries, had shoulder surgery and wrist surgery at the end of the year, and you wondered, wow, he's going to be the guy going into the year. He really took over about halfway and he got that beat up. Can he handle the load all year? And the answer has been yes. Uh, he's done a fantastic job of being ready to go. He did miss, I think, one game uh, earlier this year. I think the Packer game he missed uh, with a concussion, but not because of the attrition. So I think the most 
most impressive thing for him has been his ability to take the knowledge he got of how tough the NFL season is for running backs, prepare himself this year for that uh, pounding and be ready for it and be available virtually every week for this team. Uh, you know, he's, he's obviously a, a, a very fierce runner, runs with a lot of determination. He's extremely tough. He's, he's improved his pass receiving a little bit. I think that's part of his game. That could get better. He's certainly improved his pass protection, and that's allowed him to stay on the field more, but really just his durability, because I think there were real question marks as to whether or not he could hold up uh, for an entire season, because he really only had to go about half the year last year. Soren Petro from the program, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. What kind of game plan do you think uh, Spagnola will draw up against uh, you know the likes of Christian McCaffrey if the Chiefs can hold this guy in check I mean that's got to be the biggest part of the game plan moving forward I think first of all it's always going to be a multiple game plan I think that's one of the things about Steve Spagnuolo it's a very big deep and this can be a, a problem at times how many things he wants to throw at an offense I think sometimes there can be some paralysis by analysis and putting too much in there and last year was really a crash course and figuring out what's important he had uh, five defensive backs that were all rookies four of them played a lot and so he had to figure out what was really important for them to work with and as the year wore on he added and he added and he built on it and he added more to it and they got better and better this year all those guys are in year two uh, added in some smart veterans I mentioned Mike Edwards Charles Amena who drew tranquil uh, at linebacker those guys came in and they were able to pick up a lot of the defense but everybody is is really advanced in the defense so he's been able to incorporate everything and I think it speaks to you know the, the intelligence of the players they've they've picked that's a testament to Brett Veach um, it, it's a testament to Dave Merritt their defensive backs coach to help really get everybody up to speed he will throw a lot at the San Francisco 49ers so there will be numerous blitzes there will be you know half the field half zone half man different man coverages different uh, zone coverages that are there but I think at the essence, what they have the ability to do is with LeJarius Seed and Trent McDuffie, they have the best corner tandem in football. Uh, Trent McDuffie was all pro, and he's not even the guy that travels with the number one wide receiver. I mean, everybody in Kansas City thinks LeJarius Sneed got needlessly overlooked. His numbers aren't quite as good, but that's because he always gets the number one wide out. I think the Chiefs have two corners that they can, if they want to, I think Spagnuolo will do this quite a bit, say your wide receivers are not going to be part of this play. We can put two guys on those two guys and largely take out Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And if they can do that, at least nine guys to handle McCaffrey and Kittle and, and to coverage up the things that they do on the inside. So I think, you know, he just has a great secondary. I think that's the key. Yes, Chris Jones is maybe a guy that's, you know, punching his ticket towards the Hall of Fame, and he is great. And there were, you know, just a few sacks behind the Baltimore Ravens for the top spot this year. They can get pressure, but really where it all starts is that coverage, and they get a lot of coverage sacks. And I think Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs are, you know, very well equipped to match up with all the weapons that the Niners have, maybe as well or better than anybody. They, they certainly, like the Ravens, have depth at safety, depth at corner, and can throw a lot of coverage guys at all those weapons. And uh, we'll see uh, if the 49ers have the answers to try to get those guys open. Uh, Soren, I would imagine that, yeah, the Chiefs are all the talk and everything in Kansas City right now, but just recently announced that uh, your city will host some FIFA games for the World Cup. Is mm-hmm. that uh, on the radar a little bit, getting a little bit of, of play down there? 
Yeah, the, the, I think actually the schedule is what it is. We know when and, and how many and, and those kind of things. It was a big deal. Um, God, has it been a year ago last summer or was it last summer? I can't remember mm-hmm. which it was when that got announced. And uh, that was a really big deal. Cliff Illig, uh, the, the, the billionaire owner of Sporting Kansas City, uh, has a real passion for Kansas City and has a passion uh, for soccer. And he worked tirelessly along with the Hunts, but really Cliff was the guy that spearheaded that charge to get us those games and you know he said all along it was it was really probably a decade in the making to try to get those games and everything that they did and the committee talked about how Kansas City really wasn't on the radar but they just did such a great job of blowing away the committee and showing the passion for soccer in this town to get those games here and yeah when that came out last night and we we found out you know, just what games are going to be here. We still don't know what teams, and that was part of the conversation today on our station. I was listening to our morning guys, and uh, one of our morning show hosts is, is also uh, one of the uh, play-by-play guys for the for the MLS. Used to be the sporting play-by-play guy, but Nate Bucati is now one of the Apple play-by-play guys, and so they were talking in-depth and hoping for Brazil, hoping, uh, you know, for, for Argentina or one of the big clubs that will bring a lot of fans here. We're, we're very excited for it. There's been a lot of construction. They're actually going to have to renovate Arrowhead uh, building that we're already talking about renovating for the long term, but they're going to have to renovate it and take some seats out to make sure the field is big enough. But they're uh, they're excited for it. Built a new airport for it. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot that's gone into uh, that coming to town, and just to start seeing some dates and quantity of games and all those things is very exciting for the city. What time is your flight tomorrow to Vegas, Soren? Four fifty. We'll be uh, taping a lot of the show okay. to uh, to get out early and uh, and get on the road uh, to get out there and cover the team. Well, I I don't know if, how long the flight is, but uh, our Edmonton Oilers play in Vegas tomorrow night. You should maybe uh, see if you can get a ticket to that game. The Oilers are going for their seventeenth win in a row. So my boss has four tickets Ooh. to the uh, game, uh, and then he's kind of a, a big sightseer. We've got four tickets to the game on Tuesday. We've got tickets for U2 at the Sphere on oh. Wednesday. Uh, Vegas does not lack no. for entertainment options, and yes, your Edmonton Oilers are on the agenda. I might be late to the game. Yeah. I'm not sure how I'm going to get my ticket. Probably he'll send it to me on my phone. But, uh, yes, I will watch the Oilers in person tomorrow night in Vegas. Have you had that opportunity before, Soren? To see the Oilers, I, I, you know. Listen, I'm a I'm a Sharks fan yeah. uh, because the IHL affiliate for the for the Sharks was the Kansas City Blades originally, and I had a chance to get in on a team on the ground floor. So I have seen a number of uh, NHL games. Usually, the Sharks uh, saw them close out the Predators a number of years ago in the playoffs. But I have never seen see I've seen games of the Red Wings. I saw the the uh, All Star Weekend in Minneapolis a number of years ago, but I don't think I've seen the Penguins play in Pittsburgh. I have not seen a game in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've ever seen the Oilers in person. Well, it's going to be a heck of a game tomorrow night. Obviously, that's the number one story for us here. But uh, really, sure. appreci- really appreciate your time. Uh, safe travels and enjoy Super Bowl week and then the big game on Sunday. Thanks, Orrin. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.